are listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I am your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Good show for you today. We're going to do a little bit more of a deep dive into the Zach and Gabby relationship, going back to overnight dates and the after the final rose. I had to go back and rewatch the scenes again because I apparently wasn't paying attention when it actually went down. I'm going to tell you something that I really, really, really admire about Gabby since filming ended. We're going to talk about charity season filming, a group date yesterday down in San Diego. I have a lot of your details on that. And we're going to talk a little bit more about Zach and Katie now being an official couple, going social media public yesterday, and Mike Fleiss out as the having anything to do with the show anymore. He has left the Bachelor franchise after over 20 years, and I'll tell you why. I don't really think it's that big of a deal. And we will get to that momentarily. This podcast brought to you by Microdose. Microdose is available nationwide. To learn more about microdosing THC, go to microdose.com, use code REALITYSTEVE for 30% off your first order and free shipping. That's microdose.com, promo code REALITYSTEVE for 30% off your first order and free shipping. As you know, the links can be found in the show description anywhere you listen to your podcast, but... If you can't remember it, just go there, click on it. It is microdose.com, promo code REALITYSTEVE. All right, let's get started. So much to uh, to go over today because I think one of the things that a few of you brought up, and I guess this is the biggest topic from finale night and mostly after the final rose when Gabby was on stage with Jesse and then with Zach, is... Gabby mentioning that she did not know until Overnight Dates episode, last week's episode, that this had gotten out to everybody. So I had to go back and watch because I remember it, but I don't remember details of the conversation. And basically what happened was they had sex. Immediately after, the morning after, after Gabby left the room, Zach, get video of him contemplating at the edge of his bed. Oh, my gosh. We see Jesse Palmer come to Zach's room. And Zach tells him, you know, I made, set some parameters. Last night, it was great. Gabby and I both agreed that we wanted to have sex. It was wonderful. But now I feel like I need to tell people. And then from there, he went to Gabby's room and said, I need to let others know. At that point, and I think maybe this is what Gabby was referring to, Gabby had no idea that he had just spoken to Jesse. She just figured he made it up in his own mind that he was going to tell other people. She did not know he had told Jesse. She had no reason to believe he told Jesse. He just said, I'm now going to tell others. So in her mind, I'm assuming she thought at that point he's going to tell Katie, or he's going to tell Ariel, or he's going to tell both. But Jesse, no. And that's kind of where things went south. Because from that point forward, the second he told Jesse, yes, it was out there. One of the things that she said on the After the Final Rose was, it's extremely violating that the entire nation knows everything. And that's strictly because Zach told Jesse and then decided, I'm going to tell Katie. Because they wouldn't have known. Now, is 
production partially to blame for this? Yes. They could have not shown the conversation Zach had with Jesse. They could have not shown him going to Gabby's room. And they could have only shown a portion of his date with Katie where nothing happens. And he doesn't talk about the fact that he was intimate with somebody else. So it's both of their faults. More so Zach's. But let's not absolve production from any blame in all of this. They knew they had a storyline that was going to be juicy, and that's why they aired it. They didn't care about Gabby's feelings. They didn't care about it during the show, and they certainly didn't care about it at After the Final Rose where they went over it again. So everyone's saying Gabby should have known or Gabby knew. How did she not know until last week? The other thing I went back and watched was the rose ceremony in Thailand where Zach eliminates Ariel. And Zach walks Ariel out, takes her to the car, puts her in the car. As he's walking back is the clip we see of Katie and Gabby standing there. And Katie saying to her, I know you were the only other one. However, if you rewatch that scene, we see the words on the screen. But the weird thing is, Katie's mouth is never moving. It is a side shot of her face. We can see half of her mouth. And unless she's turned into a ventriloquist, at no point did Katie utter those words to her right there. So I think that's where everyone's getting caught up in. Gabby knew because Katie told her that you were the only, that she knows she was the only one at that rose ceremony. One, go back and watch the clip. Katie's mouth never moves. We only hear audio of it and we see the words on the screen. Secondly, remember what Katie wrote on Instagram after that episode aired? It was on her Instagram stories, so it's since gone. But I remember specifically, she responded to somebody who was talking about, look, Katie just told her that's how Gabby knew. Well, that's how, that's how Gabby knows now that Katie knows. But Katie made sure she went out of her way to post an Instagram story and say, and I'm paraphrasing here because it's deleted, essentially, hey, everyone, Gabby is a close friend of mine, one of my best friends on the show. That conversation was a lot longer than what you saw, and there were many other things talked about. Please don't take it out of context. That was basically her way of saying, guys, I never said that. So you have to keep that in mind when saying, oh, Gabby knew. That's how Gabby knew, because Katie told her that she knew. Not what happened. So we got to remember to keep that in mind. Now, when Gabby is up on stage on the After the Final Rose saying it's extremely violating, the entire nation knows everything, you can't jump on her for that because that was Zach's doing. Because if Zach never goes to Jesse, then he also never goes to her room, and then he also never tells Katie. The whole point was this was between them. That's where Zach's mistake was. A big mistake. He never had to tell Jesse or her that I'm going to go tell other people or Katie. But he did, and all of it was shown. And that's why I think when she said, I didn't know about it until last week, I think she's saying, I hadn't, I mean, I think she had an idea that he told Katie because he had come to her room to tell her he was going to. But when Zach told Katie and in what we were shown as the viewing audience, 
Zach never said Gabby's name. I rewatched it. He never said Gabby's name during that conversation with Katie. He just said, I had set parameters and I was intimate with somebody, just so you know. And that's where Katie was just like, why are you telling me? You didn't need to tell me this. I assume this is possibly what happens, but I don't want to hear this. He never said Gabby's name. But, I, you know, when you talk about, hey, what about when she said she felt like she had the scarlet letter on her chest? I think that's two different things. Because when she's saying that, she feels like she did something wrong because of the way Zach acted at that rose ceremony after he eliminated Ariel. And when he was giving out the roses, remember his little speech before that? He basically was saying, I've made mistakes. And then he gave the first rose to Katie. Gabby was just like, okay, he literally just gave the first rose to Katie. And he's talking about he's made, he's made mistakes this week. So she just felt dumb. And that's what she made the comment about having the scarlet A. I don't think saying she had the scarlet A meant that she knew that he told everybody. It was just she felt she had done something wrong. And she felt people were, that she was being ostracized for something they consensually both agreed to do. So I went back and watched all of it, so you don't have to, but that's my takeaway on all of it. All of this could have been avoided if Zach just decided, even though he had broken his parameters that he set for himself, if he would have just said, you know what? I promised Gabby I wouldn't say anything. No need to tell Jesse. No need to have this remorse. But like I said, I, I I believe it's because he knew he was picking Katie and he felt guilty. That was his whole thing. Don't want to start with lies and secrets. And he wouldn't have started a relationship under lies and secrets if he was choosing Gabby. If he was choosing Katie, yes, that's why he told her. So that's the way I believe it uh, that it went down. Now, the other thing, that got released yesterday when Zach and Katie started doing their uh, post-show interviews and started making the media rounds was the fact that when we watched the finale on Monday night, when each of them had their last chance date, it was shown that Katie got her date first and Gabby went second. So a lot of you were questioning, well, wait a second, Steve or Zach. Zach, you told Gabby on the After the Final Rose, I can't remember if he spoke to Gabby, but he said it in general, like, once I saw Katie on my last chance date, I knew it was her. Well, if you go by what the show showed us on Monday night, Katie was first. So that means you knew before you met Gabby. Zach cleared it up yesterday and said that was editing. Gabby had the first last chance date. Katie had the second one. And when she showed up on that date, that's when he realized this is the one. This is my wife. And, you know, it's interesting because if, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and debate whether that was the true moment that Zach decided. I think he knew way before that. It's my personal opinion. But here's something to take into consideration. It's actually a great line to give because we know it sucks to dump somebody at the end in this thing. It always has. It always will be. We saw what Gabby has gone through for the last four months. But it is kind of a good line to give if you choose the second woman who you have the last chance date with. If you say, you know what? Once I had that last date with her, I realized I couldn't not see her again. It would be too hard for me to not have her in my life. Then what's the other girl going to say? She can't really say anything because it's just like, okay, 
Now they can they can debate whether or not you're being honest. They can say, "Well, I think you knew earlier and you didn't want to say." Whatever the case may be. It almost gives people an out now to be like, "You know what? Whoever I get that second, the last date of the season with, that's where I can say, "Yeah, that's where I made up my mind." Because then the other woman doesn't really have other than she can doubt you. She doesn't really have much to say other than, "Okay, he saw her last. That's the one he felt like he couldn't live without. And he didn't want to not see her again. So, interesting. We'll see if other bachelors in the future use that line. But it, it, it definitely works for this situation. I mentioned in the open one thing I wanted to applaud Gabby for since filming ended. And, and this goes to a lot of the people that think they can figure stuff out by looking at likes and what people post on... Look... You saw how devastated Gabby was on Monday night having to rewatch it. So she was clearly devastated in the moment in November. Yet, from the time filming ended in November, the week before Thanksgiving, till March 27th, this past Monday night, go look at Gabby's Instagram page and look at how many times she posted pictures from the show of her date with Zach. And not even just like, oh, here's a picture and just no caption under it. No, putting captions putting pictures of them kissing, putting pictures of them hugging, night one out of the limo. That's the girl who lost. And all season long, all she did was post pictures of her and Zach. Ariel did the same thing. I mentioned this a couple weeks ago. And it's and I love it. I love the fact that the people who didn't win are following protocol by the show and not giving people anything to where they could be like, oh, well, she posts nothing with Zach, so clearly she didn't win. It's like, no. This is the loser, a loser who was devastated. Loser meaning she didn't win the show, not that Gabby's a loser. She didn't win the show, and yet for four months, she posted a ton of pictures on her Instagram, on her feed too, not shit that deletes after 24 hours on her story. Go look at her Instagram. I can't believe how many pictures she posted with her and Zach, and I'm guessing that had to eat her up inside to actually do that. So I applaud her for doing that. I'm glad that she did. And I hope more do that because as I've always said, social media will never tell you 100% of the story. It could have you leaning one way, but certainly the way Ariel and Gabby posted since filming ended, you couldn't say, oh, they didn't win because of the way they're posting. No. If you take both of them independently, you would think both of them would have won how much they posted about Zach and posted pictures of them kissing and holding hands and, you know, secret pictures that the producers give them to post. And Gabby was devastated for four months and she's still posting pictures. Applaud her for that. Now, I haven't listened to all of Zach and Katie's post-show press. I didn't see them on GMA. I've seen clips here and there of things. I think the one thing I think most people want to know is how did he reconcile with Katie? And how much did it bother her about the sex with Gabby? Even though she knew it was a possibility and she eventually got over it that same day, did it affect them at all? How does she really feel about how he handled it? Did she ever give him any advice? I mean, after the fact, all she could say was you screwed up, but I think people want to know how that conversation went down, what they talked about. And, you know, I think that was the other thing with Gabby is 
the biggest thing about Gabby was it all turned into Zach and Gabby was just everything was about, oh, we had sex. And I think the point that Gabby was trying to make on the After the Final Rose was, look, the intimacy we talked about for maybe five seconds. I think that's exactly what she said, five seconds. Hope it didn't last five seconds. But we talked about it for five seconds. We talked about so many other things, our mental health, how we're, you know, our insecurities in life. It was so much more than that, yet she was reduced to a narrative of, oh, she's the girl that had sex with him and didn't get picked. Because that's the way people are looking at it. And that's where Zach's actions had so much more consequences than just outing her as the girl he had sex with and didn't pick, you know, because it became this narrative and it sucks for her. And I I do hope she seeks counseling. I do hope she doesn't use the show's counselor. It sounds like when I watched it back last night that she is definitely talking to somebody and and dealing with this on a private level, which she should be, because I think she really, you know, I, I know it sounds cliche, but I really do think Gabby needs to love herself before she gives love in a relationship to somebody else. I think she's not there yet with herself. She's really starting to find herself. Look, it's not easy. You're in your 20s. Does everybody love themselves in their 20s? Absolutely not. And after going through this and then going through the the criticism that she got, which was completely unwarranted by fans of this show, I, I, I really do think this is something that um, she definitely needs to to figure out about herself and learn more about herself and get over her insecurities because, you know, I can say this having been on this planet almost twice as long as, as Gabby has, I know that she's really down on herself and why am I always second? And I don't know how many times she's been second. That sounds like maybe two or three this is like the third or, or, you know, maybe it's the fourth time. I don't know. But Gabby has to also understand she's still very young. Just because the last two or three guys haven't chosen her, that doesn't mean she loses her value. And that doesn't mean that every single guy is going to treat her that way. It's just not the case. But she's in a headspace now where she can't see the forest through the trees. And she's thinking, oh, my gosh, this keeps happening to me. And like I said, I don't know how many times it has. But it sounds like it's only two or three, which isn't a ton. She will obviously find somebody someday that isn't going to choose her second. But she's in this headspace where she doesn't think it's possible because it just happened again. And, you know, look, we've all been there. Something happens in a relationship. You're just like, oh, my God, this keeps happening to me. There's no way. I'm never going to find anybody. Never. It's just like, no, it just unfortunately it happened yet again. And she just needs to do some soul searching, talk to people, her insecurities that, you know, play over and over. She needs to work on that because that's affecting future relationships and she'll easily get over that in in due time. Just takes, it's not easy. She's in her own head a lot. She admits that. And she got in her own head a lot on this show, but it ended up being right because she had this intuition that she wasn't getting picked. A little update for you in regards to Charity's filming. Episode 3 is underway. The one-on-one date on Monday was with Braden Bowers. That was at Petco Park. They took a helicopter there, got onto the field, had a picnic, played with Golden Retrievers. Seems like a fun time. Yesterday, it was a group date down in San Diego. It was judged by JoJo, Jordan, and Charity. 
The premise of the group date was a Barbie sing-off. Each guy came up on the stage in a funky costume that they all picked out, and they had to sing a rendition of Girls Just Want to Have Fun, but with their own lyrics that they made up. They would each pick, like I said, funny costumes. One of them was dressed like an astronaut. One of them was dressed like a cowboy. There were 12 guys on this date, and one guy won the date, and that was Sean McLaughlin. I will have videos briefly of Sean on stage, but quite a few videos of Sean and Charity post-date that he won. Now, I don't know if that meant he got the group date rose because they still have a nighttime portion, but he won. The judges declared him the winner. He got to walk off with Charity, and they got to walk on the pier for a little bit. I've got pictures and videos of them walking off the stage and hanging out at the pier after he won. So um, I have a bunch of videos from this date. I'm going to put them together to see who the 12 guys are. Because like I said, we, you know, the pictures, I haven't looked at them since they were posted. They're obviously off the Bachelorette Facebook page. So I need to look at these guys. They're all in costume. Most of them I think I can tell. But I've got to go back to the list of guys and be like, okay, this guy is this, this guy is this, this guy is this. I do know that um, obviously Sean was on the date, but off the top of my head, I have to go back and look because nobody, I can't recognize any of these guys just by face right now. It's too early on. So I will go back and figure it out. And at some point, I'll let you know who the 12 guys on the date were. But I got a ton of videos uh, from this date. All right, a couple more things to wrap up here. Mike Fleiss is leaving the show. He is the creator of this show. But for any of you that aren't aware, Mike Fleiss hasn't been hands-on for at least 10 years when it comes to the show. He's not anyone that's sitting in the director's booth making any sort of decisions. He doesn't travel with the show. He'll show up occasionally at Final Rose Ceremony Place, and he'll show up usually on night one at the mansion. But this was his creation, and in the last 10 years – he's left it to other people to basically do his work for him. And he just reaps the benefits of whatever, how much money the show brings in. So him being not part of the show anymore, as announced yesterday, isn't really a major deal because he was not on in any sort of position to have a hands-on day-to-day job with this show. He didn't. Now, we remember Unreal. Remember that show that was on, I can't remember what, what network it was on. Was it on USA? Was it on Lifetime? I can't remember. I think it was on Lifetime. Remember Unreal and the guy Chet? That was basically a ripoff of Mike Fleiss. That's the person who wrote the show, was a former producer on the show. So back in the day, that was Fleiss. In the early seasons of the show, yes, he was the one directing the show. He was on set. He was doing all this stuff. He was had a major hand in the show. But then once the show got bigger and once the show... Like I said, he's been out of the he's been out of this show and making major decisions for over 10 years now. So, I don't think it's too big of a deal that he's gone, but he's gone and other people are going to take over the show. Bennett Grabner has been with the show forever, I want to say at least 15 years. He's one of the new showrunners. They got someone from Bachelor Canada and then one of the other Jason Ehrlich He's some guy that's been with the show forever. I see his name on the credits uh, for years now. So nothing's really going to change. Um, why Fleiss left or why Fleiss has nothing to do with the show anymore, I don't know. I, I don't think it's anything major because it's not like he was doing anything in the day-to-day production of the show anyway. 
And one thing I wanted to end with that I briefly spoke about yesterday but never got to, I mentioned it in the open, is if you saw my podcasters in a Prius pontificating that I filmed with Dave Neal when I was in California last Friday, a lot of fun, had that conversation with Dave, and then he posted on his Instagram story that we had wings at 33 Taps, I think is the name of the place, in Los Feliz, and... He mentioned that it was sacrilegious that I have my wings dry. Nothing. I don't dip them in anything, and I don't put anything on them. And yes, that is true. (laughs) It's a dry life for me. Now, did those wings have some sort of seasoning on them? Yeah, they did. But even like sometimes when I go to Hooters and have my wings at Hooters, totally plain. I'm not a ranch guy. I'm not a sour cream guy. The only one that I will have, I will have the buffalo sauce, which is what Dave got on his wings, but I don't like a ton. I like it very mild. I'm just not, I I just, I like my wings plain. I don't know what to tell you. You know, they've got all these different kinds, Parmesan and lemon pepper and all this stuff. No, just give me, just give me my wings plain. Those wings at 33 Tap were damn good. I really liked them. They were very tasty, very juicy. They weren't like dry at all, even though dry meaning, you know, I didn't have any sauce. And I don't dip them in anything. And then he's getting on me for not eating the celery sticks. Who the fuck gives a crap about celery sticks? (laughs) Come on, Dave. I ate some of the carrots, but sorry I didn't eat the celery sticks that come with my chicken wings. But yeah, I love wings. Love them. I just am not much of a sauce guy. I'll have the buffalo sauce, but like I said, it's got to be a little bit mild. I don't like it like just drenched on there, and you pick one up and you eat one wing, and all ten of your fingers have buffalo sauce all over them. I'm just, I don't know. I guess I'm just a picky eater. I'm not a messy eater. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so that's where I'm at with the wings. I'm a plain wing guy. Now you know. Anyway, thank you all for listening. Really appreciate it. Please rate, subscribe, and review in Apple Podcasts. Your last reader email column until June is up today. It's going to be up in a couple hours. A lot of your thoughts on the Gabby-Zach uh, relationship. And we're going to have some of those. Uh, a lot. There's a lot of emails uh, today. It might be the biggest email bag we've had all season. So that'll be up in a couple hours. And the Sports Daily will be up in about an hour from now. So thank you all for listening. Really appreciate it. And I will talk to you tomorrow. See you.